Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. After the coterie indulged Evangeline enough to satisfy her beast, they made some disturbing discoveries about the recent victims from the firefight with the Loyalists. Everett discovered they were citizens from areas near to New Haven, Doris determined they were all recently embraced Bruja, and Val thought that the letter L branded on them was reminiscent of the children of Lilith. Why has Matthew Theobald sent Everett's estranged child to help them? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Everett and Doris, you find yourself looking at an L-branded vampire on the floor. Standing atop them is Jocelyn St. James, who you recognize, Everett. But for you, Doris, you are looking at a strange vampire who has long white hair. She's got a thin build, an angular face, and there's a bit of a gunslinger vibe about her. She's wearing a leather duster and a wide-brimmed hat along with trendy modern clothes underneath She's carrying a crossbow on her hip, just propped up, and you can see stakes and other weapons across her waist and personage. It's like female Van Helsing. Very much so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you also see fangs. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you? Why does he look like a ghost? A vampire ghost? We, uh... We know each other. This is, uh, well, may I introduce you or I just got off the phone with our contact and I know he lacks secret identities, so. You can say my name if you want to. After all, you turned me to a vampire without asking permission. Why would naming me be a problem? Yep. Yep. This is, uh, Jocelyn St. James and, uh, that is, uh, the long and short of it there. She's got that right. And you thought I had secrets? Yeah. So, I still hate you, and you left me behind, yep. you turned me into a vampire, and so I lost my son, and I've lost all my friends, and I killed my husband for being a vampire, and I should walk myself into the sun, but I didn't, and now, because of the feeding proclivities that your stupid clan has given me, I'm forced to work for Matthew Theobald, and now I'm your... Your guardian angel. So, don't do any stupid shit. Fuck you. Excuse me. Nope, nope. That's the sheriff you're speaking to. Officer Barbara. Yes, sir. Uh, stand down. Thank you. Jocelyn. Don't thank me. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it because it's the only way I can get some blood. The moment the money runs out, you're dead. And she turns and leaves. Just melts into the darkness. Sir, she just threatened you. Grab him. This guy on the ground here. That's the wrong person, sir. She just threatened your life. We need him alive. We need him for questioning. Yes, sir. Is he unconscious? You said a vampire, and I just gendered him. Is no, that's that, fine. Yeah, that's okay. Fine. Is he unconscious, or is he still alive? Normally, I would say you have to roll to capture this vampire, but Jocelyn broke both of their legs in multiple, both his legs in multiple places, so he cannot run. He is clearly pretty tapped on Vitae uh, and just struggling to crawl away. What would you like me to do with him, sir? Uh, let's uh, let's torpor him and uh. Put him in the in the car. Lovely. So <laughs> shinkity shink. Steak. I'm imagining the wooden one. Keep him functional. Uh, yeah. He turns into a statue. 
Um, wait, like as you stake him, like his whole body just goes rigid. Every time we okay. had staked, it means the vampire can't move. Just Great, fully. Want to make position. sure that statue was not as literal as my brain made it for a <laughs> second. <laughs> he did, he oh, does no. not turn to stone. Instead, cool. he is yeah, yeah, just yeah. fully okay. stiff. Cannot move. Cannot react. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll say, uh, I'll, uh, here, I'll I'll take the torso. You take the legs. Let's bring him back to the car. Right. This is like a nice team building activity, sir. Can you roll me a dexterity and athletics, Doris? Yeah, yep, I can try. <laughs> Please do. Uh, two successes. Uh, it's gross, but it works. Uh, the thing that you had not expected because you're so used to vampires being completely stiff is Doris picks him up by the feet and his legs just fold in three places because his legs are not solid. Okay. So you've got him in like a weird loopy L shape as you carry him over to your squad car. I'm assuming you put him in the trunk. Uh, I was going to say back seat, but oh, back uh, seat's fine. Whatever you want, because this is a squad car, so it's all caged and safe mm. to put somebody yeah. in the back seat okay. if you want to. Like, we can fold those legs up. Yeah, I'll put them in the trunk. But uh, <laughs> you can't. No, no, uh, back seat. Everett's got that streak in him of like this is a, a humanoid. This is a person, so we put the person in the back. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So he's in the back seat and staked. What is your plan now? <laughs> At this point, you have ordered Val and Evangeline to head to the Bruja Quarter. Yeah. When they are finished. Um, I think, uh, the plan then will be to bring this guy back to HQ, put him in a holding cell, mm -hmm. um, leave the stake in him, but just secure him in a holding cell, uh, and then, um, head out to Bruja territory. Okay. I would imagine if you're willing to use the radios to communicate, you can coordinate so you all arrive at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Good. Uh, in terms of travel to, uh, what, actually... It's worth hearing you give the call to Val and Evangeline as you are driving so that we can hear the context you're giving them for everyone heading to the Bruja Quarter. Or would you keep this quiet and just say you're going to meet them there and explain in person so it's um, not over the radio? I think bro the broad strokes of um, we uh, uh, we have uh, we took one alive. Mm -hmm. We were keeping them in the holding cell staked and we are going to meet you in the Bruja Quarter. Um uh, uh, and let's meet at um, Ripcord is also the, the where, where Madre yeah. stays, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the central. All right, so you're making your way there. You do have some time as you're driving to the station to figure out uh, what your vibes are, and you have time driving to the Bruja Quarter. So Evangeline and Val, you are completing your circuit yeah. and making your way to the Bruja Quarter, but obviously there have been surprising developments from the other half of the team. Is there anything you say to each other on your way to Ripcord? I guess they, I guess they found someone. Yeah, no, Shit. I mean, that's good, but yeah, we don't need another fucking mystery, but I mean, Horatio did start acting weird after the massacre. So that's yeah. kind of a straight fucking line to that. Yeah. Shit. And in the other vehicle, Everett and Doris, you have a staked vampire in the back seat. You're dropping them off at the station, then heading to the Bruja Quarter. Is there anything you say to each other on this super fun road trip? Yeah, Everett is reeling and is not really conversational. But if mm -hmm. Doris has any questions, she can try to get him to say something. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I think she would just say, um, I have a tiny voice in the back of my head, sir, that says that perhaps... You would like me to not talk about what just happened. And I'm learning to listen to that voice. Thank you. So that's a yes. For now. I gotta think about some things. I understand. We have a job to do. Does that job involve me speaking to this person? Hopefully not. She is, uh... Betrayed a oh, vampire no, I mean, hunter. Oh, this person. The, the, the man in the back. Oh, you almost had me going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it may well come to that. We'll start conventional as always and ramp up to your kind of wheelhouse uh, when we get there. I, th I imagine it's going to happen. So. Oh, good. Do whatever you need to do to prepare. She's kind of wiggles her fingers unnecessarily <laughs> and. Uh, and then just kind of clasps her hands and just sits straight and stares at the window. 
quiet drive then. Yep. Mm-hmm. You make your drive. You drop your new prisoner off in the cell, close the door and lock it. So Michael Arden won't have access to this person. Uh, Will is already not in Will's cell, but you would have been flagged to know what was going on there. So you have an additional cell available as necessary. And as you exit, uh, can you, Everett, roll me a wits and awareness? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Awareness. Um, one, two, three, four successes. Four successes. You notice that Troy is hand sewing his pants, the one pair that had been ripped yesterday to put back together. That sweet boy. This guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where, uh, where it comes from, you know? I have uh, immortality and the power to like lift a car over my head or whatever. And I fucking hate it here and I want to die. And this kid has none of that and is sewing the ass back into his pants. <laughs> we are not the same. He's, he should be the sheriff. <laughs> Hi friends, it's Ryan here, and I am excited to invite you to join the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. It's a great way for you to help our team keep creating shows that you love, and it's a cool opportunity for you to get neat things too. At the $1 level, we have a Patreon-exclusive Discord, so you can chat with other listeners and our cast in spoiler and non-spoiler channels so anyone can tag in. At the $5 level, we offer ad-free feeds for a bunch of our shows so you won't have to hear us advertising our Patreon anymore. At $15, you get to submit names for NPCs, places, and things that we have to use in the shows and we also have a tips tricks and traps video where you can submit questions that our gms and dms myself and tom will answer for you and at 25 dollars, you can create your own npc to join one of our active shows and get a special thank you at the end of every episode we produce we've got a bunch of tiers where you can join so please head on over to patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice Please help support us, and we'll keep new episodes coming. <laughs> so you uh, you make your way over to the Bruja Quarter. Both of your squad cars end up pulling up in front of Ripcord Mechanics. Uh, you've got a little bit of a breather first, Val and Evangeline. I'm imagining you just wait for the rest of the squad to join you. Yeah. This isn't a neighborhood where having one of the sheriff's cars stop would be considered hostile. You guys are friendly yeah. in Bruja territory. The Bruja don't have an issue with that. And the Kaitif are neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the the subgroup that is mm-hmm. kind of pledged to the Bruja within this area. Once you're all there, I imagine you climb out of your vehicles. Is there anything you say to each other before you go in? Uh, Evangeline still looks like a cat person, but is herself. That's fine. Evangeline just nods to everyone. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't see much reason for any kind of double speak or subterfuge here. We've uh, we've spotted a bunch of new Bruhal. They've got an L marking. We just want to bring that to Madre's attention. See if we can work together to sort this out. That makes sense. Uh, Sheriff, and like speaking under <laughs> under breath. Hopefully, there's nobody out here. No, nobody yeah, there's, there's nobody. They, you can tell the Bruja are giving you space because they're like, if you didn't come in right away, you were waiting for somebody else. Yeah, there's some vampire politeness here that right. you don't Great. receive elsewhere. I just wanted to flag for you, Sheriff, the Bruja symbol that Madre gave us last time didn't end up using because you didn't tell the gangrel about this whole situation. It's a pretty important thing to be keeping on your person, sort of like a thing you can hold over them. Personally, I would return it, but then the question remains, how the fuck we get the Bruja, or how the fuck we get the Gangrel to help us, you know, without this, which sort of leads to, you promised them shit. Anyway, you can figure it out, but it's all politics. So if you give it back, it's a show of good faith, but they'll probably want something else. Yeah, all right. We can give him something else. All right, well, you can give it back to Madre. Thanks for the heads up. Mm-hmm. 
And you head inside. Uh, Ripcord Mechanics is busy as always. You see Bruja, you see Kaitiff, you also just see mortals uh, also working in the shop. The Bruja are arguably the closest to the mortal population of their area of anywhere because, frankly, getting along with mortals and treating them as equals is the most punk rock thing you can do <laughs> as a vampire. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so you make your way through and Madre just waves you uh, when she spots you towards the back, uh, the, the chapel as they refer to it, where they've got the anarchy table uh, set up and you know that it's been swept for bugs, so it's a safe place for extreme conversations. Uh, Madre sits down at the head of the table and just gestures you all towards chairs that don't have any markings on them. They're at the far side of the table, but it means you can sit. It's the difference between a member of the clan and mm-hmm. not. You, however, Val, can sit anywhere you like. Great. I'll, I'll take a Bruja chair. I'm on team. <laughs> uh, before taking a seat, I will um, uh, place the uh, marker just on the table uh, in front of Madre and say, uh, uh, I appreciate this gesture and would just like to return it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. She takes it and just pockets it herself and says, so what can I do for you? Um, we had a bit of a bit of a, a, a scene play out on the outskirts of uh, Malkavian Quarter, uh, outside city limits um, with uh, non-New Haven citizens. Uh Loyalist uh, Note Nostra and some other party clashing. We went in there, kind of sorted it out. Things had calmed down by the time we arrived. And uh, this third party, they were on the losing end of that exchange. And each and every one of them are newly turned Ruha. And they're the shit. They're marked. And How are they marked? With an L. Uh, Running theory right now is that maybe the children of Lilith aren't done for, for good. Maybe making some kind of return. They did leverage Bruja muscle back uh, a month ago. Okay, so what do you need from us for this? I mean, it's fucked up. But yeah, like, yeah. No. We don't brand. If we do, we get fucking tattoos, and our symbol is an A, not an L. Mm-hmm. Anarchy, or you do like a B for Bruja, or... Choosing a fucking random letter of the alphabet that isn't even in the name is insane. Yeah, yeah, and we're not coming in here casting any kind of accusations that you have anything to do with it, but we figured you had skin in the game if someone's making brouhaha that ain't yours. Yeah, they should all fall under my purview. Yeah, so we wanted to let you know, and we were hoping if the, uh, you know, we're, we're going to look into this and follow up on the case, but... Want to know if you'd be keen to uh, lend us assistance if we ask for it. I mean, what kind of assistance? We all got problems with the fucking children of Lilith. They tried to kill every clan leader in this town. Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah. Came here uh, because I personally, I like you. I find we have a pretty good relationship and uh, I want to keep that strong. So, if your Bruja run into any kind of, uh, uh, we'll say, knockoffs, uh... Oh, yeah, we'll report that shit right away. You said branded with an L? Branded with an L. We've seen it on necks, arms, legs, so it's kind of visible, honestly. Uh, Not necessarily something they're trying to keep ultra secret. We're thinking so far that uh, it might be um, initiation. Uh, It's happening when they're mortal, so it stays on them when they're turned. All right, so the thing I'm going to flag for you is children of Lilith, Everybody hates the children of fucking Lilith. If you need muscle for that, you just send out the call. They're not New Haven. They're not fucking local. They're not anybody. Everybody here does not need a new spooky assassin machine coming up. So fuck them. I'm going to call a meeting with every goddamn bruja in this town, and everybody's getting naked, and we're going to see if there's any fucking L's on anybody, and then we can move forward. Doris is like nodding her head, <laughs> being like, that sounds that sounds logical. <laughs> <laughs> there is a... a- an extreme logic to it to Everett as well. They're just like, hey, this is your quarter. You run it how you want and uh, let me know what uh, what you find. Absolutely. If anything turns up, fuck, I'll hand them over to you myself, but I'm going to be there for the questioning. Very good. You may not get a whole vampire, but you'll get enough that can talk. All right. Um, other than that, this is all new for us as of tonight. So, uh, yeah, you and me both. Yeah. Little stinkers is going to be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> you 
And you look over and see little Stinkum's just asleep on a on a custom made bed. Oh. <laughs> it's perfectly sized for little Stinkum's. Yeah. Well, uh, good job with everyone on the basement. Jan's showed me some photos. Looks good. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're, we put the, we put the effort in. So is the, when is this shit going down? What Do we have a, a timeline on this? Fuck, I got to check everybody's been in that basement first. Okay, we're doing that immediately. We know mm-hmm. that uh, Vernon Farron is basically good to be got at any time. Okay. Horatio Sundrop has become a bit more of a question mark. Yeah, also, you've been pissing him off, and people are aware of that. So if you were going to pick up Horatio... I hate to say it, but like you're going to be on the list of suspects for that one. Yeah. I've been thinking about that too. You got a backup? Mm, might, might have to play it close to the chest. I hope you understand. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to be in the basement, so like I'm going to see them. But sure, yeah, mm-hmm. you, but, you don't have to tell me in advance. I don't give a shit. Yeah, who yeah. They are. You'll know when you know. Yeah. If it's me, I'm going to be so fucking angry. No, no. <laughs> Dor- yeah, I was just going to say. I'll hang Doris on to the favor like, if that were what I wanted. Doris is like eyebrow had shut up and then the second that she says this her it just kind of her brows just kind of furrow and she looks down like oh we could have nope <laughs> all right well let me know what you need otherwise we got the the space here we got everybody we got some suits and some robes and shit great great uh yeah when i know the next target for sure you'll know and we'll probably want you to move on it pretty fast things are moving along here yeah yeah i mean that I don't, I don't, we'll help with the grab how we can. We don't have mm-hmm. the same access you do. If we leave the quarter, people fucking notice. I get it. I get it. Thank you for your time. Yeah, no no, no problem. I, I will flag. If you could not pick up Eric, that would be great. I don't really want to mm. give you Eric. If I don't have to, Kane and Eric were close. We lost Kane. People are really sensitive in this quarter. It'd be an easy grab. shrinks a little bit more. It'd be an easy grab, but it would be a fucking hard blow for my people, especially having to then dose them. Like, that shit will get fucked up. Uh, I get it. I'll uh, I'll take that into consideration. Appreciate it. Uh, And just out of character, I'm trying to think, is there anything else we can do (laughs) talking to Madre? It's like, don't get to talk to (laughs) a, a clan rep Every day, and Madre's like a very gracious host. Um, I think that's all we can really chat about right now. Mm-hmm. In regards to the plan, you'd ask Madre to talk to the media. Madre didn't really give a, a shit about that because Madre does not consider herself nor the Bruja a voice yeah. for the department. Yeah. She just speaks her own opinions, but she does certainly hate the Pyramid 2.0. Uh, you've got the basement in place. Yeah. You've got suits. Madre has committed Bruja to joining the assault on the Pyramid 2.0 when mm-hmm. that time comes and obviously is committed to town defense, but has also made a reasonable point, which is the children of Lilith are an enemy of the entire town. You are yeah. not going to have a tough time pulling bodies if it's to clear out a, a children of Lilith set up. Um, okay. Just need to confirm that hopefully by talking yeah, to this guy. Or... Even confirmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you've yeah. got that theory. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I would say that's floating right now, yeah, is just public opinion on the Pyramid 2.0 is not something that you've had a super clean solve for. Seems From what you've heard, the Venture News is already coming down against it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have not really been tracking that public opinion mm-hmm. or really no. looking into the pyramid 2.0 in the last kind of two days because random things have yes. Yes. blown up someone on someone who can like conduct a poll a I can go door to door a friendship census yeah, yeah. Oh. but that's possible uh, I don't know if that's something you want to ask Madre about but uh, you you are all here and this is your moment if you have anything you do want to ask of a friendly clan leader no okay yeah I uh, definitely wanted to get like a measurement of how outraged Madre would be and how onside mm. she could be for like if we're just investigating Bruja and stuff like that. And, and she's taken upon herself to do a full comprehensive take your clothes off investigation. So <laughs> that sounds great. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, everyone would like to hear the results of that. But other than that, I think it might just be thank you for your time and. Great. And, and ready to go. Uh, we, we got someone to question, so. Madre, yeah. uh, at the end, will say, Val, can you stay for a second? Yeah. What's up? She waits for everybody else to well, clear oh, out yeah. the door to get close. Meet you in the car, <laughs> Miller. All right, it'll be out in a bit. Are they going to fuck us on this investigation with the Bruja? Not- I, don't, I don't like that we got mentioned, and I don't like that we had a visit immediately afterwards because it draws a real clean line for anybody watching. No, fuck. I know. Um, 
they came in real hot about it, but not on my watch. It shouldn't blow back any further. I knew it wasn't you. Cool. I'm, I'm gonna trust you on this one. Is there anything else you need from me? No, you're good by me. That was that was my my only concern. So I get it. You know, a lot of these vampires are, some of them are pretty new, and they don't quite understand the difference between, you know, the things we have going on in New Haven and just a fucking bruja out following some anarchs or who the fuck knows. Yeah, yeah. Plus the the sheriff, he seems kind of new. The idea that the children of Lilith only have two clans working for them seems fucking insane to me. That's like, there's a strong person. They must be a bruja. I bet it's this cult. I don't don't want those lines getting drawn publicly because, frankly, as you know, clans don't get along too good. And bruja are really easy to point at and be like, they're assholes because... As you and I both know, we are kind of assholes. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we're doing that fucked up shit. Exactly. We're yeah. assholes who get shit done. So, thank you. It's legitimately nice to have a bruja who's sane in the department. Yeah, no, but it's legitimately nice to have a quarter that doesn't feel like a shithole. So, thanks for all that you're doing. Picking it up after Kane. Yeah, the two of us will keep fucking carrying around shit bags and cleaning up whatever we have to. <sighs> Fuck yeah, that's the job, isn't it? Fucking A. All right. Bronux. Bronux. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you go out and join the other officers, I'm assuming, outside. I yep. said meet you in the car. I'm sitting in the car. Uh, I'm going downstairs and checking out my car <laughs> before I leave. Great. It doesn't need to be done. I just want baby. How's baby? <laughs> yep. You, you go and check. Uh, Jan is overseeing this mm. repair personally. Oh. Uh, she's there working. She's got a team, a couple of mortals, a couple of people who seem to know what they're doing. On the techier side, it's one of the weaknesses yeah. of a lot of like vampire, especially vampire repair and mechanics especially teams. Especially old vampires. <laughs> exactly. They've got experience with all of the transmissions from the very discovery of the car, but yeah. are not necessarily <laughs> masters of an onboard computer in the, of level the, car. Of, exactly. the level no, of... Exactly. They found that. one in the wild, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> then, they, then they bred them in the cars we have today. <laughs> But um, for them, it was a discovery. They didn't make it. <laughs> um, but so there's also a, a collection of mortals who seem to know more about that. And it you're seeing what is probably painful to look at, mm. but you also know is necessary and as satisfying is they're taking the whole fucking thing apart. <sighs> yeah. And putting the whole fucking thing back together. Yeah. But it means you walk in and it's like looking at someone with all of their organs sitting outside oh, totally. their body yeah. and just deeply unsettling. She's yeah. like, hey, how, how you doing? Hey, um, doing all right. Just. Stop by for something else, but figured I'd come see how she's doing. Yeah, no, I figured if one thing got fucked up, we're gonna we're gonna just deal with the whole thing. So it's gonna be a couple days because I want to triple check it all because I I refuse to have this thing shit out on you again. Cherry's important to you and to me. Damn, thanks, Jan. No, uh, take all the time you need. Don't rush it. It's you got squad cars in the meantime, but. All right, I but I know like fuck the armor in this thing. Damn, uh, if 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 you need it faster. Let me know, because I can speed shit up if it's going to be, like, mission critical or, mm. like, keep you alive. Because those squad cars, they're, they're they're nice and all, but they're basically just a metal box with some fucking windows on it. And that yep. ain't going to help you if you go into war. No, you're uh, you're damn right about that. But thanks, thanks, all of you, for... I know Cherry's in safe hands. You hear that, team? You got the Val Miller thumbs up, so do not fuck this up. And she just turns around and starts just like ordering people about and supervising for you. So great, Oof. yeah. Both conflicted feelings, feel ick, but also like okay, all right, we're, this is doable. All right, go back out to see everybody else. Yeah, Car Baby is in surgery, but you trust Doctor. Yes, exactly. So that's yeah. that's the stress, and you go back out and join the rest of the crew. Have you had any chats standing? Like, obviously, you're sitting alone, Everett. Evangeline and Doris, I presume, are in the other car. If there were two two cars here, now who was who came with who? I came with Everett. Doris, would mm-hmm. you go sit with Everett in the car, or mm-hmm. would you, you? I would sit in the back, though. Sit in the back. So you open the door. Can you roll me a dexterity and athletics? One success. Uh, you do get a little bit of blood on on the the acid back of your uniform from the oh, staked right. broken the guy's vampire. Back there. No, it's... he's not there now, but the blood is that was left from him getting right. staked. So oh. <laughs> you just get a couple of blood stains on the outfit. It's nothing too bad, but it happens. Okay. Evangeline, are you sitting in your own car? No, I'm just kind of walking around the car, kind of like just like up and down the block with Percy. Just he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to kind of run around today. So. No, he's liking it. This is good. Yeah. This is good. So you and Percy are going for a walk. Just having uh, some bonding time. Doris, is there anything you say to Everett while you're in the vehicle? Mm. 
Um, I'm mentally compiling my list of questions that I'm going to ask this man. Should it be, should that task be sent down to me? Besides, who are you? Who turned you? Where did you come from? Well, uh, you know, let's hear it. Oh no, those were the questions. That you're compiling? In my head. You got three so far? Yes. I was going to ask you if there's anything else. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, work on, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, that kind of thing. Let me hear one, two, and three again. Who are you? We got his ID. Who? Right. Or no, actually, we don't know that we have his ID. I apologize. We've had IDs from all the other ones. Sorry, that's Everett or Tyler not um, paying attention. Who are you? Right. Who turned you? Very important. Uh, What were you supposed to do? Yeah, okay. And then she just looks at you. Well, how about we're asking just, you know, the big obvious questions like, uh, who do you uh, work for? Oh, I Tell us about that the children the, of Lilith. I assumed that that was one and the same with who turned you. We'll get a name or something like that. If, if they're following your rules, they'll probably just give you right. a name if you can coax it out of them. Ah, right. <laughs> Astute observation. Or, or maybe they don't know, right? I mean, maybe it's uh, right uh, to hear, uh, I think what uh, Officer Clark talked about with her running with them. It's a lot of black bag stuff you don't you don't know who's doing what so very cloak and dagger but right. they've got a brand they do which either means they're marked like like cattle or they're marked because it's, it's called a commitment i was going to say a good question to ask is uh did you sign up for this or not yeah ever can you roll really a wits and awareness Wits, awareness, yeah. Four successes. As you're having this conversation, you see Val climb into the squad car behind you and Evangeline bring Percy and also get into the squad car behind you and it pulls away and heads for the station. <laughs> uh, then I'll start driving while we're talking. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so just the more specific we can be, I yes, think sir. the better. Uh, get a clearer picture. Um how much uh, uh, time does your uh, process give you with this person? Can we just ask whatever we want over and over? It's usually been under uh, shady circumstances that we've done this kind of thing. Well, I can mesmerize people now, sir. So if you'd like, I can just ask them to take us wherever we want them to go. If there's somebody here in town who's doing this, I can just be like, please lead us to them. Thank you kindly. Well, that is quite handy. Uh, boy, you, we had some, if we had some people with your kind of talents uh, on the force. Uh, you do, sir. It's me. Sorry, I mean, uh, in the uh, mortal police services, uh, oh. you, it would absolutely change the way investigations are done i don't think i'd want to trust mortal police with that kind of power sir you're uh you're right not to there's a lot of corruption in there um <laughs> and the important thing is there's no corruption in the camarilla police here exactly they're completely equipped to handle this power and most investigations oh yeah everett's uh real self-confident and yeah really yeah. likes mm-hmm. a lot of his choices mm-hmm. in the <laughs> other vehicle are you two saying anything to each other as you make your way back towards the station Man, these are so awkward. No, there's no, nothing. I'm not. Evangeline isn't saying anything. I, I, this is why you two ride together. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like, silence. It's just, we, we kind of golden. have an agreement of like, need to know, you know? Yeah. Great. Except, uh, no, because Evangeline was like curious what Madre wanted to talk to Val about, but like, fuck clan stuff i don't know so you're in a squad car you mm-hmm. don't have sirius xm would you turn on the radio would you just sit in silence like what are you what are you getting out of this ride just just so i can picture yeah exactly how uncomfortable it's this silence time is. for a bit and then it's so uncomfortable and it's just like 
Like, what is the vibe of Evangeline? Is she chill? Is she very, like, sternly looking away? What is the what is the the feeling I'm getting sitting next uh, to her? Evangeline is trying... So, because Evangeline kind of feels like shit over the whole beast thing and she looks like a cat, she's just trying to kind of, like, be as, like, nonchalant as possible. Like, she's kind of got, like, her arm kind of resting up just, like... A, Mm-hmm. beside the window kind of thing you know like a, her elbow kind of against the window arm mm-hmm. resting on it um i don't know what that part of the card's called <laughs> against the, the, the door like, window yeah like that's just a, just <laughs> the, the window door ledge. the window <laughs> door yeah um and just kind of like looking out and it's almost she's almost kind of like bobbing her head kind of like she's listening to music but there's no music. <laughs> All right, we're just turning the music on, and this is weird. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Great. In terms of the stations, are you listening to one of the New Haven specific stations, or are you listening to kind of general radio for the public? I mean, whatever's on. If there's a New Haven station on when I turn the, it's a squad car. So whatever the squad car guys left, any of the staff left on. I think they probably would. They listen to New. No, because New Haven specific would be Kindred. Uh, actually, roll me, roll me a <laughs> D ten. I'm gonna say uh, six or lower generic radio, mm-hmm. uh, seven or higher uh, New Haven station. The two. You're just listening to the radio. Right. You, you get some some poppy tunes. You say, <laughs> "Hey, I just met you, <laughs> and this is crazy." <laughs> yeah, it's all pop all the time. That's Jeez. what you're getting. Right, we're trying station. a different station. We can't. This can't stand. Okay, can you roll me? A D10. Five or lower regular music. Six or higher. We've got, you know, New Haven Station. Two again. Regular music. Great. Okay. This station is... Let me roll mine. That is... It's all hip-hop. I hope you like 90s hip-hop. That's what you're getting. So it's... it's, Some of it's faster. And some of it's... uh, I'm Sim Shady. I'm the real (laughs) Shady. We're going to get one for every station. Uh, We are just... We are playing Radio Skip. All right. Roll roll me another one. Oh, God. It's a one now. That's a one. Okay. We not an Eminem crowd? (laughs) That is... uh, that, That was a cock die. Okay. Six. Uh, this is country now. Well, we do we can't. just we need to hear the song. Rock oh. me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, <laughs> anyway. This is the last station I'm trying, and then I'm gonna turn it back off if this is okay. Mama, rock me. Eight. Okay, you get a New Haven station, <laughs> uh, and you find yourself just Slim Shady again. <laughs> <laughs> You find yourself uh, hearing the tail end of Slim Shady, which fades out. And then you hear a voice that you both recognize. (laughs) New Haven's least beloved radio DJ, the Nibbler, comes on air. And Nibbler, you are very excited to get to cover a, a, a Nibble Town exclusive. Hey, I'm hitting you up. It's the Nibbler. That's right after my awesome... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I only had a store before, but now I'm back on the wire, <laughs> back on the radio waves, and I'm coming giving you a Nibbler exclusive. Which is tomorrow, the Pyramid 2.0 are creating five new vampires. Mm-hmm. And they have given you the five names to announce to the town so people can congratulate the vampires. What are the first four names of these mortals who will become vampires? <laughs> Am I saying it? And let's hear it said as the Nibbler. Oh, no. Um... <laughs> And I'm coming at you with a list from the Pyramid 2.0 exclusive. Five new people have won an award, and that award is Becoming Kindred. Number one on the list is Bobby Timms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No notes. Excellent. Congratulations, Bobby. (laughs) That's one. Uh, Second on the list is Samantha Green. Good name. Yep. Number three on the list. Oh man, this is a tough one. It's just the nibbler reading a name. It's Eric Schmenitz. Eric, yeah, Eric S. 
Oh my god. That feels so real for having to read out someone's last name you've never yeah, read aloud. Yeah, yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> Number four. Number four. Coming on up, it's Kim Ito. Hey, throwing one out for Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and the fifth name, Nibbler, is a friend of the show, a producer of the New Haven News podcast, William Walker. God damn. And on, last dude. but definitely not least, you know him if you do the internet stuff and not just the radio. It's <laughs> William Walker. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was to this. be expected. In a different and car. Then Shit. The next song that starts is Enter Sandman. Oh, by that was like. <sighs> <laughs> so you have that moment of relief, but also now Evangeline and Val, you know that William Walker is being turned into a Tremere by the Pyramid 2.0 tomorrow. Which could greatly affect public opinion of the Pyramid 2.0 if the New Haven News podcast, New Haven's number one podcast. Evangeline's going to radio to the sheriff. You are, like, you are on the comms. Uh, sheriff, we've got a bit more of a problem than we thought. Um, what do you mean? What's wrong? Uh, we just heard on the radio the five mortals that are going to be turned by the pyramid tomorrow. And William Walker's one of them. That's he's got a voice in New Haven, and if he's pro pyramid, I mean, I it's going to be a lot harder to get people on our side if this if we let this happen. I, I, I maybe he shouldn't have a voice anymore. Oh, all right, Officer Barbara. Uh, copy. We'll uh, uh talk more at the station. Just fuck. <laughs> And you all get back to the station, uh, everybody having had brief moments uncomfortably to think in their vehicles as you step out. When you go inside, you can see Barty is back in his regular uniform uh, around the station. There is one slightly banged up squad car in the parking lot that, that, that he's like is refusing to talk about. And Vlad is back to his normal self, just sunglasses on, both feet propped up on the desk with legs crossed, looking like he's almost asleep in a chair. <laughs> what do you do? Well, that's some bad news about William Walker there, but... Indeed. We'll let that be for now. We've got shockingly more pressing matters of uh, domestic terrorism, so let's let's find out who we got back here in the holding cell. Um, I'm going to prep the uh, interrogation room, Officer Miller, if you wouldn't mind bringing the uh, suspect in. He is uh, immobilized. Uh, and uh, his legs are broken in multiple places. So, mm. heads up. No problem. Great. So, how do you want to prep the interrogation room? Um, we want to have uh, a metal chair or something strong. I'm assuming these kinds of mm. things are on hand for kindred interrogation. Mm -hmm. Bindings that he can't break out of. Yep. Um, uh, uh, and cr make the space basically safe for us to be in there to talk to him that he won't be able to lash out or attack us if he's some kind of zealot. We don't know. Um, uh, like we're like I'm talking like even if he goes like fully feral and leans into the beast that he cannot hurt us. Yeah, you'll do as much as is possible yes. in those circumstances. Yeah. Uh, you do have a me the metal table that is inside the interrogation room is very thick, and you can bolt it down, so you do. There's there's actually a kit on the wall you can just open up, and it's got all the tools for kind of vampire prepping the room. So you bolt the table down, you bolt the chair down. You've got shackles that are uh, kind of double-thick titanium. Mm -hmm. There might be nothing on Earth that could hold a kindred fully against their will, but this is pretty damn good okay uh there is an option also of a a collar that you can take out that has two silver spikes in it there's a little like panic button you can hit mm. that will just spike through both of the arteries in a vampire's neck wow yum um, you could put that on this suspect as well should you so wish i think we'll stop short of that okay um but that's interesting to know um mm -hmm. There is also a Hannibal Lecter-style face mask that you can put on a suspect to prevent them from being able to bite people. Um, yeah, sure. Great. The interior of it is uh, lined with leather and padded so that it's not going to cause harm to the suspect. But the exterior of the mask, the buckles, and the grill over the mouth are all made of silver. So it actually requires leather gloves for you to put this on a vampire without hurting them. Okay. But it means should they raise a hand to try to take it off, they're just burning their hand. Okay. 
Um, and uh, I'll, I'll have a blood pack out on my side of the table as well. So a little Great. bit of a kind gesture if the person is cooperative. Okie dokie. So I'm imagining value carry the suspect yeah. in. Value carry the suspect in on her shoulder. Make sure the stake is secured before I move them. Make sure it's still in there. Then move the suspect. Put in chair. Shackles. I Statued vampire. Can I just very forcefully move these arms into place? How does uh, that work? Statued <laughs> vampire. I'm going to say no because you're dealing with the rigidity of the entire body. So you could, if you're willing to break the limb, yeah. move it. I mean, that's my plan for sure. Great. Can you roll me a... Oh, I'm not even going to have you roll. This guy can't fucking move. So yeah. to be clear, you are breaking... Where are you breaking this person's body? They are frozen as a statue. Their leg breaks. They have one in each calf and they have one in mid-thigh. So their legs are floppy. You can pose them however you yeah, want. Yeah, but legs the rest are of just... the body is is frozen of someone trying to army crawl away. So you have arms up overhead. Kind of The left arm has the fist at ear height and the right arm has the fist kind of directly over the forehead. Yeah. The arms are about six inches in front then of the body. Then it's just shoulder. Shoulder break because if the hands are already close together, <sighs> I'm just moving them down. So, so that you are they breaking... So that they can be shackled. So weirdly enough, the shoulder has a lot of bones in it. So for me to picture <laughs> this, you're you're like fracturing like collarbone or arm just below shoulder. What if you dislocate the shoulders? Yeah. Maybe that's that. So you it want out. to dislocate the shoulders. Yeah. Great. Can you roll me okay. a Let's strength? Just tear and some ligaments and some muscle and that'll be so much it's easier a to vampire. I need a Fine. strength and medicine check. Lethal Weapon has taught me that it is no big deal to dislocate <laughs> yeah. your shoulder. <laughs> All right, we'll just, just pop do it, it back in. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh boy, this is harder than we thought it would be. Um, oh. That's just that's negative one success. Oh, it's you because of the circumstance you're in. You still succeed. Oh no! But instead of dislocating the shoulder. You break every bone surrounding the shoulder. Like you thought you could twist it and it would pop out. Yeah. But instead, you basically just break all of the bones and the arms just flop down. into. They're still bent, but <laughs> yeah. they're down. And the, the they sag like inches lower than they should Ooh. because they are just dead weight hanging <laughs> off of a torso. The legs are also broken. Yeah, that's fine. We're just using floppy legs and floppy <laughs> arms and like cuffing this person in. Do I see this happen? Oh, yeah. She does this in front of you. Look, I'm getting a second bag of blood. This, this is going to need to repair. And if we like, I'm erring on the side of caution that, yeah, if this vampire frenzies or whatever and is a brujan is strong, we want to head that off. Yeah, that's it's true. more worth it for me to injure mm -hmm. this suspect. Great. So you've double shackled the suspect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're very broken. <laughs> You're doing the vampire face mask or not face mask? Face mask, yeah. yeah. Great. So that's put on. I'm imagining you'd let Val do, do it. Yeah. Val's done this a thousand yeah. times. Uh, so if Val is doing this whole process. Val could also just do the mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. Fine. Val, you you're you're comfortable in gloves yeah. you just yep. slap that mask on so you just have uh to paint the picture this is a a mid kind of like average level fitness average height pretty forgettable guy he's <laughs> just got brown hair in a i'm in my mid 30s and didn't see a barber in the last month uh there's mm -hmm. a little bit of shagginess to it mm. uh he's not quite clean shaven he has a couple of days worth of of stubble growing in dirty he's in uh, the henley that's stained kind of sweat stained and dirty and some jeans and just cheap you know sneakers now he also has a silver Hannibal Lecter mask. His body is grotesquely broken and he is shackled into a chair in your interrogation room. Yeah. The stake is still in place. Yeah, Inside the room, Val set him up. Everett, I'm imagining you're sitting opposite with your blood bags. Doris and Evangeline. What are what are your plans for this interrogation? What are I you think doing? I'm standing behind Everett. Great. Um Evangeline doesn't really feel like she has much to offer in this. Um so she'd like to observe and will kind of chime in if she needs to, but is just more there for. Do you want to be in the room or do you want to be in Barty's office watching in, through the glass? In Barty's office watching through the glass because they don't, they don't, they don't need someone who's like unsure of herself, <laughs> like in inside an interrogation room. That just that yeah, so seems silly. You and Barty are in Barty's office. Yeah. Both of you sitting on rolling chairs that are yeah. poorly functional and squeak a lot. <laughs> and if you need yeah. to say anything, you can hit a button. It'll come through the grate at the bottom of the... of the, It'll come out a grate speaker into the mm -hmm. interrogation room. Or, of course, you can go around and knock. Like, it's up to you entirely how you want to play that. 
But imagine yourself there. You can chime into this scene or contribute to the scene at any time. Should you yeah, want to, cool. you're also able to not. Uh, do you guys say anything before the stake comes out? Everyone wants to search the guy for a wallet to get his ID or, or any other kind of information off of him. Great. Roll me a wits investigation. Investigation. Uh, three successes. Uh, you find a wallet. It has a pretty fair amount of cash in it. Uh, there is no ID on this person. Uh, how much? Your third success will let you know that in most of the wallets that you've engaged with, you saw a couple hundred bucks in cash. Yeah, I was going to say, how, so how much have we got here with this guy? This is about 600 bucks. $600? Okay. Um, it's, it's mainly in hundreds and fifties. It's not like it made the wallet super thick full of twenties, but it's like it had some cash. Um, I'll uh, just quickly step out of the interrogation room with the wallet and the cash uh, uh, and say uh, to Evangeline and Bart, uh, um, uh, place it on Bart's desk and say, this was in the uh, suspect's wallet. I found a few hundred bucks in the wallets of all the other the victims. Uh, I think it would be reasonable to say that you took those wallets with you. So if you also wanted to just drop those wallets. Okay. Here. It just, then all of it's there. It's like, they all had cash on them. This guy as well, about 600 bucks outside chance. Maybe there's a fingerprint we can lift off of that. I don't know, but it's another common thread between all of them. And I don't know what to make of it yet. So I'm leaving this here with you. If you can work anything out right. while we're chatting with them. Give us an update. Okay. Yep, Marty okay. will pull out two pairs of gloves uh, and give you one Evangeline yeah. so you can both look through these IDs and be like, we'll run the IDs and see what else we can fucking figure out. Thank you. Oh, God. We don't have an ID for this one yet, and if he's obstinate and won't even get a name out of him, maybe you can help us find out who he is by association with these folk, any pictures or anything like that. Yeah, we'll see what we can find. Thank you Good very much. There. Thank you, you too. And Everett, you return to the interrogation room. Fun fact for listeners, Canadian money is heavily plasticized. You could definitely lift a fingerprint off, some, off one of them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so Everett, you take your seat across from this stranger, knowing that this interrogation could get you the answers you need about what's going on with this cult. Doris, you're ready with your questions, knowing that you've been in cults before. Mm -hmm. So if this is a cult, you will know what to say. Val, this is all business for you, mm. but it's business that could deeply affect your clan. And Evangeline... You've got a new mystery in front of you while this interrogation goes on, and you might be key to solving this whole thing. Val, you reach down, and you wrap a hand around the stake, and you pull it out. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of players Tyler Hewitt, Claire Blackwood, Del Borovic, and Laura Hamstra, alongside storyteller Ryan LaPlante. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. 
thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.